This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here is your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Everybody, thank you for joining us on this Friday morning. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida, and I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 22nd, episode 22. Wait, 2440. Ooh, is it May 22nd already? Jeez, this episode is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. Hey, Horse World, it's Friday. When I get off of work on Everybody's favorite day of the week on Horses in the Morning. What? What? When I saw it, May twenty second, that means that my my son's birthday is the thirty first. My ten year anniversary is the 29th. I gotta get some work done. You got a lot to get <laughs> get, get chopping there, girl. <laughs> I'm leaving town next. Time. It's crazy. Um, on today's show, Glenn will find out the wormy results of Scooter and Nigel's fecal egg count test. Horse and Hound Rescue live on the air. Found- Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Live on the air. This is great. I, I'm I just I can't I can't even mention worms. I'm still a little freaked out by the <laughs> I thought about that. But <laughs> I can tell you the results of Gus's worms. That's positive. Didn't even need a test. <laughs> <laughs> Horse and Out Rescue Foundation is gonna stop by for a visit and uh listeners really come through with some really bad ads. So you, you can uh check that out here. Glenn, um can, can I mention that real quick? Today what? is going to be the first time in 10 years that we don't even have to be here for really bad ads. Yeah, we're, I'm taking off early. <laughs> it's all listeners. It's all listeners. Uh, the, every ad today is listeners. We can the prizes from horse lovers. Yeah. The prizes from horse lovers drove everybody out of the woodwork like to make get their bad ads in. And if you record it, you get double the entries. And we had plenty of people record there. So we're, yeah, we, we do nothing today. Nothing. Uh, you know what happened to me this morning is I woke up at 6 a.m. to tremendously bad storms. What happens oh, wow. in Oklahoma? There was nothing on the forecast, and then all of a sudden something happens like warm air pressure and cold air temperatures. They swirl around, and we had like crazy, crazy storms. And I'm watching all my horses out the pasture. It just starts like boom, lightning and thunder. And I'm watching all my horses standing out in the pasture from my bedroom window, all of them congregated underneath the tree. <laughs> what is wrong with it? So they all are standing under the tree. I start to get like major anxiety and Chad's like, you might as well just go ahead and go. <laughs> so I, get I go down, I call all the horses. They all come galloping up like, why have you taken this long to bring us in? We're miserable. <laughs> I get them all in and all of them are drenched, right? Stan Lee as a yearling, he's fine. Then you've got Zara, who's three, she's fine. You got Drax, the thoroughbred, who's like, mm, cool, we're in here, it's our food. And then I walk over to Zeus, the Mustang, <laughs> who is shivering, visibly <laughs> shivering. It's like 58, 60 degrees, and he's wet and he's shivering. What is wrong with this Mustang? <laughs> I mean, like, seriously? Anyway, I just wanted to point that out. That, yeah, good times. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're in Oklahoma and you survive, every storm you survive is a good day. 
That's true. And, and Chad's like, you feel better now that they're all in? And I was like, I come in drenched, covered in mud. He's like, I'm like, yes, it's all better now. <laughs> we all know when you guys are getting antsy about that whole thing, you know, when something's happening outside and you're just fretting. We know the well, fretting. He's like, he's like, you can't go. It's too much lightning. It's too much lightning. And I was like, I you know what's really... I always say that to really... Jennifer too, and she goes anyway. <laughs> yeah, I go, you know what's really comforting is that from the comfort of my bed and my bedroom, I can watch all my horses die at the same time. <laughs> he was like, just go ahead and go. <laughs> I'm like, it'll be great. I can watch them all go together underneath that tree in a lightning storm. And from my comfort of my warm, squishy bed. Like, which, by the way, if this happens, I'll never sleep again. So I should go. <laughs> and I'll hold you responsible. No. <laughs> hey, daily windy time. <laughs> well, my daily windy is a couple of things. Happy birthday, auditors Clara San and Megan Eldridge. Happy birthday to both of you. We hope you have a wonderful, safe, happy weekend. Is it Asan or Asan? I don't know. <laughs> I went with Asan because it sounds so cool that way. You just owned it. I did. We don't know. Cla- happy birthday, Claire. Yes. <laughs> Megan. <laughs> I like Asan. I think that's a cool name. Um, I just wanted to share with you guys the results of this study that I read and tell you how shocked I am. Okay. So there was a study done where these people went onto Shackleford banks. Do you know what that is, Glenn? Mm -mm. It's a 15 kilometer long barrier right off the coast of North Carolina, Shackleford Banks. And they have wild like horses. Like near the outer... Oh, yes, that's the place with the wild horses. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, obviously this study was done in New Zealand. Like I got a New Zealand website because everything's in kilometers. It's three kilometers off the coast of North Carolina. <laughs> so Shackleford Banks. Um, they studied the communication between mares and foals. And um, it, was, it, it was just really interesting 522 snorts heard during the study, 55% um, were knickers, 10% were whinnies, and uh, a 30, uh, there was another percentage of like whinny knickers. Mares and foals initiate communication at similar rates. So it's like about 50-50 who does the most talking. Mares use snorts, like <laughs> the softest form of communication where foals whinny. They just scream at their mothers. Let me just take you in the direction of where this study is going to go. The mamas spoke softly and got ignored, and the babies screamed and got what they wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Habitat visibility, full sex, and mare age did not affect whether mares or foals initiated communication. Again, um... What the study came up to is it says, and in what will come as little surprise to human mothers, foals don't always listen to their mothers. <laughs> and they're loud and annoying, apparently. <laughs> and they're loud and annoying. When mares initiated communication, the outcome was more likely to be no change in activity. <laughs> so, so this whole study, I'm reading, I'm sorry, I had to like break it down. It was like pages and pages of numbers and information. And basically the entire study said... Yeah, mares were kind and quiet with their babies, and foals were loud and obnoxious. <laughs> and they also 
did not respond to their mothers when the mothers were like, Hey, can you get over here right now? Can you, can you, you know what? Put your shoes on, put your shoes on, put your shoes on, put your shoe. Why does it take 25 minutes for you to put your shoes on? (laughs) Put your, get them on, get in the car, get in the car, get in the car, get in the car, get in the car. I mean, that's, I mean, this you start marriage. off with a knicker. <laughs> hey, can you, can you get your socks? Get your socks. <laughs> then you end get up with, socks. you end get up your so- with get your socks. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you end up. That's pretty much it. Hey baby, can you finish your, can finish your plate? Can you take one bite of broccoli? One bite of broccoli. One bite of broccoli. One bite. Eat the mother. <laughs> broccoli. <laughs> how does, how does he? Uh, kids don't eat vegetables. How's he surviving your house? Oh, he eats it. <laughs> Must be a constant battle. <laughs> there's there's certain things he'll eat if they're cooked a certain way. Mac and, and cheese remember, and chicken I'm, nuggets is my experience uh, with my uh, child with... thought that all smoothies were supposed to be green or gray for like the first <laughs> five years of his life. Until he found the red ones, and then he went, "Oh, they're <laughs> <He's> better." Like, <laughs> He's like, Mom, they had a smoothie and it wasn't green. Like, yeah, I know. That's weird. I don't know why. (laughs) Hey, there was another study they did at the French National Research Institute for Agricultural Food and Environment. There's a name for you. Yeah. That's something you're paying for right there. (laughs) There. Uh, This uh, ethologist. What's the name? Look up ethologist and see exactly what that means. She and her team first taught horses how to choose between two side-by-side photos by touching their noses on a computer screen. The horses were then showed photos of their current keeper, owner, alongside faces of just other humans that they didn't never met. So they had never seen photos of these people before. And guess what? The horses, this is going to make horse women so happy around the world. The horses correctly identified their current keeper and ignored the stranger's faces about 75% of the time. So 75% of the time, they touch their nose on the picture of their owner. They love us. <laughs> I knew they that were going to say like, that. Does she have food? Does she have food right there? <laughs> yeah, and they, every time they touched it, they went, they probably looked underneath for the grain to fall out. Yeah, where's the food? Where's the food? Uh, The results suggest that not only can horses differentiate between familiar and unfamiliar human faces, they intuitively understand that photographs are two-dimensional representations of real life without other cues such as odor or sound. They're they're even better at this uh, the older the animals are. So uh, apparently, you know, again, horses learn over time. Um, so uh, horses seem to really have so. So uh, what what would be amazing to me is that they can identify and visually see a two dimensional photograph. Yes, and you know what I mean. Like they tried to do this with dogs, and horses were much better than dogs at this. I thought dogs could. I don't know. Yeah, maybe so what do I know. Um, ethology is the scientific and objective study of animal behavior. Oh. Using usually with a focus on behavior under natural conditions and viewing behavior like the computer as computer screen. Un- That's very natural. That's yeah, evolutionary <laughs> adaptive. So an ethologist is a person who studies 
animal behavior. I want to do that. I want to be an ethologist. So apparently in the future, they're going to continue this, and they would like to test whether looking at photos of people that they have had bad experiences with in the past (gasps) might cause horses to act anxious or violent. Ooh, I want to see that study. So done. maybe think twice before doing anything. That, so it's this like, is very interesting with what you, you know, obviously with your Monty Roberts training, this is a very interesting, I can't wait to see what this one shows. I would like to do a study with, I, I would sit in a room and somebody shows me photos of ex-boyfriends <laughs> and records yeah. my I can heart guarantee rate you're going to be anxious. And my adrenaline level. Again, that's a and study we don't violent. need to do. We can we I already might, know the result. I might get violent. <laughs> and y'all know who you are. Okay, sorry. <laughs> All right, let's uh, so back at Wisa in January, which seems that's the uh trade show in Denver, we were there and we met uh Tim Davis who is with the Zero Egg Count company. And believe it or not, all these years, we have never sent our poop off for testing. Because we, we, <laughs> our poop. horses poop off for testing. Yeah, let me clarify that. Um, <clears throat> so we have never done that because we've just never done it. We live in Florida. There's nobody comes on the farm. Horses very seldom go anyplace. And, you know, we've just done kind of regular, regular worming. However, I think Jennifer, had, Jennifer's obviously in charge of that. Um, I think she had said it's been since the beginning of last late fall, early winter, since we've done any testing. So you've never done a fecal test or you've just never sent it off? Uh, or if she did it, I didn't know about it. Yeah, <laughs> let's go with that. This because is very I'm, obvious. I, I'm sure is, your wife is... <laughs> it's, it's, probably, it's probably more that one. Um, so, but I know we haven't done one in a while, right? So we sent it you off. Do. And we're going to get the results right now. She has looked at the results, but she wouldn't let me look because she wanted me to be at surprise here on the air because we're getting Tim on and he's going to actually tell us how to read the paper that they send you and what it all means. So uh, we're going to get Tim on, who is from Zero Egg Count. That's a whole process sending it off. I had never been involved in the process before. Oh, my gosh. I used to have to collect poop samples at a clinic I worked at and we would just sit in the field and just wait. You have to do it in the morning and you have to get it in the mail right away and you know, all of that stuff, which is, you know, interesting too. So I'm trying to get him on here. We're going to cut there because of course... Chad, is everything okay? Make a cut. Live listeners, hold on. My mic's falling over. My wet dogs just ran into the house. I hear Charlie going, Bella, 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 come here. (coughs) Trying to do it real quietly. Tank. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, just ask them if they want a cookie. Here we go. All right. In three, two, one. So we're going to get Tim uh, Davis from Zero Egg Count on now to go over this. I put them at the bottom there, Jamie, uh, so the PDF, so that you could open them, too, if you wanted to. Okay. All right. I'll wait. I'll just wait for the surprise. Tim, are you there? Good morning. How are I you? Am. Good. How, how's my uh, volume? You sound great. And you're on with Jamie and I, and we are live on the air. Uh, Hello. Hi, Jamie. So, Je- Jennifer has looked at these results. I have not. 
and uh, we're bringing him up right now. So we're both looking at him for the first time. I'm going to start with Scooters because he's my pony. Uh, so uh, my little hackney pony, and we're going to see how Scooter did. Now, I was just telling everybody, Tim, I don't think Jennifer had wormed a horses since maybe December. Okay. All right. So we live in Florida, and they don't travel much to, other than we may go to a trail ride without other horses even there. So it's just pretty much isolated here at the farm. Okay. All right. So, so they're, not, they're not cohabitating. They're not cohabitating with other horses. It's just Nigel and, and PT Scooter. And then we have two other horses on the farm, but they don't live together. Gotcha. Okay. So now I'm opening it up, and I see zero egg count at the top and, and what tests they performed. So let's start there. What test was performed? Okay, so the the results get broken down into, as you just mentioned, what test was the the test performed, and so we performed a fecal egg count test um, on the fecal sample that you sent in for uh, both your horses. And so, if there, what you'll see is we've included the uh, equine parasite collection and treatment form, which is what was filled out um, when you sent it in. And so we send that back to you, and we show you what the lab marks up. And it identifies the type of parasites, uh, the number of parasite eggs that are, and what's important to understand is it's what the horse passed in that particular sample of feces. Right. So that's what we look at. And then uh, if you go down the, 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 the results a little bit, you see the parasite identification. So I, we point out that we look for strong gals and roundworms, which are the typical parasites that uh, uh, affect horses, and that's actually what the, that you'll see an EPG, an eggs per gram, which is an industry standard. You'll see that uh, for measuring the parasite egg count. That's what makes that up. That's what typically people look for. In addition, because of the methods that we use, now I'll mention that in a minute, uh, we also look for threadworms, tapeworms, pinworms, and coccidia. And, and though a fecal egg count test isn't um, recognized as a method to to, to reliably find those uh, f- find those types of parasites, we use a method called the Wisconsin Modified Sugar Flotation Test Technique. Try that fast. <laughs> okay. Um, and and so what happens is we actually and that really that means is that we use a centrifuge to separate the poop from the eggs. Uh, and unlike what a typical veterinarian would do, which is a McMaster's test using gravity to let them float up. And then the other thing is that we do is we look at the entire slide. So the typical fecal egg count test only looks at a portion of the slide and then does a multiplication. They multiply that factor by 25, by 100, something like that. Ours is much more sensitive. We're sensitive down to one egg per gram. So the point is we look at the entire slide and we count everything on there. So we detect those other types of Uh, parasite eggs if we uh, find them. So you put the you put the poop in the centrifuge and it goes around really fast and the eggs fall out. Actually, the eggs rise up to the top. So okay. what happens is poop goes down, eggs go up. So okay. uh, heavy stuff, that's... heavy stuff to the bottom, light stuff to the top. Okay, that's going to be the quote of the week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Take it out of context. That'll be great. Um, <laughs> so let's look at Scooter's results here, and it's showing under egg count EPG. It's showing yep. 18 and shedder category low. So what does that mean? So did he pass his test? It, Is he going to graduate? He he did. He did. Okay. Uh, so low. So the the target is low shedders. What we really want to do is we want to uh, 
uh, we want to try to get our horses to be low shedders. And there's a conversation we can have about that. But so that's a good. So so at this point, what happens is when people say, well, what do I do now? I've got an 18. I got a 200. Yeah. I got a 1500. And, and the answer is it all depends, of course. But but more importantly, there's a lot of folks that have decided not to treat their horses with a dewormer or I guess technically it's called anthelmintic, but a dewormer like ivermectin or something. Um, or fexabenazole, that type of st- th- those type of drugs, they don't treat their horses because uh, the idea that at low they're not as worried about their horse being infected, and so or or the the parasite burden. Whereas uh, the next level, and and by the way, a low uh, on the next page uh, of the test results, you'll see that we've defined what high, moderate, and low shedders. Uh, the definition of those, and the low shedder is. Any result under 200 eggs per gram. Wow, that and means moderate, he got an A. That's right. I'd even right. give him an A plus. Yeah, well, I, I don't know about an A plus. But ah. give him a, <laughs> 92.6 or something. So, um, <laughs> so, so a lot of folks decided that that's really the point is the movement is to treat the horses less, right? So, um, and and what this is aimed at is testing before you treat instead of the old way of rotational treating, which is, hey, I just grab a different product yep. every couple of months yep. and jam it into my horse. And that way I, I keep the parasites at bay. Well, all that we've really done is build up the resistance to the parasites or the parasites are building a resistance to the actual drug is, is how it's how it really uh, technically correct. And so what would it be like going to the doctor every couple of months, not having any testing, the doctor just handing you some new antibiotics and say, here, take these and come back in two months. And like, well, what am I doing? Don't worry about it. Just come back. So that's what we're doing to our horses without really knowing if they'd even needs that uh, particular drug or not. And then also important is different anthelmintics, different dewormers target different parasites. So you may be giving your horse something that doesn't even target the parasites and perhaps they even have. So hence, test before you treat. So he has 18 in strong giles and zero across all the others that you mentioned. That's right. So so we found the strong gile eggs and we did not find any other eggs uh, in the sample that we looked at. And again, the important thing is what we're looking at is the sample that was sent right. at the time. Yeah. That well, the, that's oh, what we have to go by, right? I mean, uh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right, right. The, but the thing I, I really pound on that, which is that it doesn't mean your horse doesn't have, he only has 18, you know, right. 18, uh, 18 parasites. It just means that it's typically low. And and that's the important thing to people need mm-hmm. people need to realize the uh the test i was telling before the mcmaster's test and even our wisconsin modified test they're really meant to show clinical parasitism of horses in other words horses that are really got a lot of parasites in them they were never meant to be you know to dial it into what we're doing with them right now is dial them into six or ten or fifteen hundred they really just like does he have a lot does she or he have a lot of parasites or don't they you know, well, so Jamie so got we, this horse in the other day that um, Jamie would be in that high shedder category. Uh, she she wormed <laughs> it and she said she has never seen that many worms in a in a poop pile before. No, well, oh let's God. let's back. So he was covered in ticks, uh, and um, oh, and wow. my vet said to give him some ivermectin. It'll help kill. It was like hundreds of ticks on him, and so. I, I went to deworm him and uh, this has never happened to me before. He actually like went up to the dewormer and tried to like eat it. And I thought, <laughs> well, that's interesting. And I gave him the dewormer. Of course, he did not appreciate it. And uh, the results were 
obviously I got this horse off Craigslist just so you know, like <laughs> he's a rescue. And, um, I think he'd never in his eight years ever been dewormed ever wow. because that was obvious. So, so aside from the ivermectin that I gave him, what, what would you do next with a horse like this? Uh, and well, she so, said the a poop was pretty much just. Oh, it was three quarters worms. It was it was horrifying. It was like a, it, it was I murdered a large amount of <laughs> poor creatures are separated from their family now. <laughs> well, the, the 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 well, the good news is you started the process. The bad news is it's a continuous process, and so so is this the world famous Oreo we're talking about? Well, he is not Oreo anymore. He's Gus. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I thought I'd continue that. Uh, that, 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 that <laughs> no, that stop! You're on Glenn's side. I can tell. <laughs> so, um, so, so, what the 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 thing to realize is that so the way that, uh, for instance, strong gals work is the horse obviously picks you know, eat uh, goes out and grazes and picks the larvae up and and uh, then ingests them and those larvae burrow through tissue and organs and and they do a lot of damage they do a lot of scarring before they get to the hindgut which is where they kind of they kind of move in but they're like bad tenants you know they 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 what happens is that they end up with there's already mature ones there and when the new ones show up the mature ones say hey hang on there's no room for you guys we, we've already got this covered so what the new what the new renters do is they actually just go and burrow in to the actual tissue and they do something called insist they build a cocoon around them and then they slow down their metabolism and they seal themselves off <laughs> So what happens is sexy talk here on a Friday in the show. Oh, I'm getting nauseous. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Well, when when you hit them with the ivermectin, all that does is clear out the folks, clear out the uh, the the mature larvae that are producing at that time, cleans them out. But then when when they're when they're done and when, when they're out of the system, and the anthelmintic has worn has has run its half life, there's a signal somehow, some way, magically to the insisted parasites to actually unburrow to come out and repopulate. So that's how they keep their, you know, they're, they're very clever and that's how they keep their population going. So my advice would be that you wait uh, 14 days, maybe you, you, you try, you do a fecal egg count test, of course, because that's what I sell. Um, and then <laughs> hit them again, you know, then, then you, then based on that result, you may want to hit them again. A, 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 a really comprehensive parasite control program. First of all, the, the thing to understand is that it's not meant to eradicate the parasites. It's just meant to control the parasites. And it's all about reinfection. So the idea, so what's going to happen is over and, and parasites only like to breed when it's uh, when it's ideal. So they don't like it really, really hot and they don't like it really, really cold. So when's the best time? Spring and fall um, or, you know, with with down in Florida, maybe it's reversed, you know, that. Yeah. Uh, but it, but but they you know they don't like it really dry and they don't like it really, really, you know, wet, wet, wet. But they do like a, a kind of a tropical moist environment. Like, and so like most of us women, we just like it, you know, like 75 degrees, nice like right. cloud cover. <laughs> right. Yeah. S San Diego type of weather. Type yeah. Of Gross. Yeah. So, All right. Well, so, let's. Let me move on here. So I think I gave Scooter an A. Uh, uh, I gave Oreo a, an F um, because we <laughs> don't even need to do Gus. Oreo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but hold on, he was about to tell me what I need to do next. Oh, okay. sorry, I, I didn't mean. So to again, I would I, I would I would wait. Uh, you know, fourteen fourteen days, maybe even a month uh, after you treated him. 
do the fecal egg count test, see what it is, if it's still high or medium, or, and then I would hit them with another round of, 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 of a treatment, and you can hit them again with ivermectin. The, the, the part that a lot of the drug that seems to be the, the uh, drug of choice these days, as they say, is, um, is moxidectin, which is kind of like an ivermectin cousin, and that's the Quest stuff. And the reason that they do that is because it actually protects over time. So if you give it to them, that drug is absorbed into the fat cells and then released over time. And that's really why I was going with the treatment. We want to cover those times when the parasites are breeding. And so we need to do it for extended periods of time. For instance, I use a protocol that goes for the three months from the early spring into the late, uh, the late fall. And that's so I take care of that breeding season all the way through. And I use a, a, a feed through system, Fexabinidin, like the, small, the Safeguard Equibits. I hit them for three days one month, wait three days the next month, wait three days the final month, and some uh, a broad spectrum like ivermectin with some praziquantel. Praziquantel is the thing I definitely want to tell you to go use. That's the, the one I use, ivermectin praziquantel. There you go. Yes. Yeah, so that's a combination, a combination uh, uh, dewormer. And that's good because I was thinking if they're strong guiles, they're, they're perhaps that, that bad of an infestation. I'm guessing there probably is. Uh, the uh, pro- probably also maybe some uh, possibility of tapeworm. So, so oh, I yeah. would. I'm gonna, I'm gonna confirm that one. Saw those. <laughs> uh, sorry, Glenn. I didn't mean to take. No, away. that's okay. Let's get it's interesting because you have a it's... real life case there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there's some there's some of everything in there, doctor. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, so. So here, here's the other thing I want to make sure everybody knows is that the the the, uh, the the announcement is I'm not a vet. This is for educational purposes only. Please check with your veterinarian, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Didn't mean to call you doctor. And my vet's coming today. So these will all be questions that I will tell him that Tim told me to <laughs> do go. this. And yep. I'm not going to listen to you because I was talking to Tim on um, the show. I'm- I'm sure that'll hold a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to Nigel's now and see if my pony did better than Jennifer's horse. Because um, it is a competition, you know. Uh, so <laughs> uh, let's go to Nigel's, and I'm looking. So I go down to the fecal egg count results. Ah, he has 155 egg count. He wins. Yeah. He's got a higher number. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And like golf, low number is better than high number. Yeah, I win. I win. Scooter wins by a large margin. Scooter was hitting everything on par. Is that how <laughs> golf works? I'm really, really bad yeah, at it. Yeah, it's low score. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the really interesting part. I'm going to have you guess. You can both guess. So if you if if uh, if Scooter was shedding 18 uh, eggs per gram on a daily basis. For basically a year, um, how much? How many parasites do you think that he uh, parasite eggs or parasites do you think he would shed into your pasture over a year? Eighteen times three sixty-five, right? No, no. Uh, he would be shedding forty-nine million six hundred and three thousand <laughs> five hundred eggs. You were close, Glenn. I was close. <laughs> Nigel, on the other hand, would be doing 427,141,250 <laughs> eggs. 
So that's what's going into your pastures. So if you don't treat, just a heads up. So there are billions of parasites, always have been, in the pasture. And if you want to know how I got there, just go out to www.zeroeggcount.com. I got a blog. I show you the math. It says big at the top, math alert, bing, bing, bing. And then basically there's a calculator. You can put it in and uh, and shows you all that information. But what I try to tell everybody is 18 sounds small, but boy, 50 million sounds like a lot bigger number. So, uh, so, and I don't want to panic anybody because the University of Kentucky has an entire wild herd of minis. That's pretty amazing. That have never been treated since the I think since the 60s or something. They've never been treated, and they're healthy, and they move on, and uh, they they you know because obviously horses in the wild never got dewormers. So, um, so that's the big debate. How much deworming do you really need to go do? Hmm. Uh, horses in the wild also don't live till they're like 27 or 30, <laughs> or 30. 35. Well, and, 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 you know, that's a good point too, because horses in the wild don't poop where they eat, right? They poop and they move on. They poop and Keep they going. move on. Yeah, that's true. And so what's happening is as we, as the horses defecate, obviously, then those, and, the, and you see that, that lawns and rough type of, uh, action out in your pasture where they, they, they eat one place and they leave the other place high. They typically where the grass is high, they're, they're pooping. And so, um, overcrowding becomes that's what increases the chances of infection is the more you stuff them together. Um, so pasture management is a very, very important. So we got, we got testing, we got treatment. The third leg of a parasite control program is, 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 uh, is the environment is pasture management. Problem with that is that's really a real estate problem, right? I mean, I'd like to have 4 million acres to run my horses around on too, but I don't. So, so inevitably that's how come we use anthelmintics to guard against that. Otherwise they could just move on, you know, from a contaminated pasture. Okay. All of that is great, but I just heard my ponies better than Nigel. See, that's the bottom line is that what I, that's what I heard. I, I said, so wonder Jennifer didn't tell me the results. Uh, so so I, I had to step away for a second. So what is it, what does she need to do with Nigel? Does she need to pop him with what a particular type of dewormer? So it would be good to check with your vet, but if you're asking me personally, we don't treat our low shedders. So my wife and I have been yeah, using Yeah, Nigel's pro- still apparently on the low side because it's, a, oh, it's really? a well under 200. So Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah my wife... Yeah, my wife and I have used this uh, same protocol for over eight years on over 90 horses. And uh, st- and so part of the research that's out there says, hey, once you, once you find out what your horse is, if you do a multiple test, three, four tests, and you find out they're always low, then once a low shatter, always a low shatter. Now, that's there, there's just not a lot of research in this niche. So that's... I don't know. I mean, that's circumstantial. But what we what we've decided to do is not treat the low shedders, and we only treat the moderate and the high shedders, and we test twice a year. And we have statistically shown that we have brought those counts down by almost 25 eggs per horse. And this is a very big average over 90 horses. That's a dynamic herd. That you know, we get horses, we we move horses on. So so uh, so we think. The bottom line is if you if you don't treat your zero egg count horses or your low shedders, you still might be okay as long as you keep treating the other horses throughout that quote unquote breeding season. Does that make sense? Got it. Okay. Well, Tim, thank you for joining us. And how do people get your kits if they want if they want to send one in and get these kind of results? Well, you can a uh, bunch of different ways. You know, first of all, uh, uh, you can at my website, www.zeroegg.com. We've got them for sale there. But I also am at 
uh, a ton of online retailers, Horse.com, Stateline, Jeffers Pets, Big D's, even uh, the National Roper Supply. Uh, and then physically, I'm at a lot of East Coast uh, tech shops, Mary's Tack in uh, Del Mar, California, just north of uh of San Diego, which is a big, big, uh, a big, a big deal. Um, so, and a lot of those, a uh, lot of the co-ops, uh, Farm Vet, Wilco, and I'm at select tractor supply stores, and soon I'll be available on tractorsupply.com. So, um, plenty of opportunities and places to pick up the kit. Thank you, Tim. We appreciate you joining us a bit. It's actually been fun talking about worms. <laughs> Jamie's still grossed out for Monday. (laughs) Poop and worms are what I do every day. Yeah. (laughs) There's a life right there. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. See you. Bye-bye. All right. I was hungry like when we started the show. (laughs) No more. No more. (laughs) All right. uh, We're going to hear from Kentucky Forwards Products, and then we're coming back with a very special guest, aren't we? Yes, we are. All right. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Did you know that easy keepers and horses on restricted diets are often at risk for vitamin and mineral deficiencies? Most easy keepers are maintained on hay, and some get a few handfuls of grain a day, and most of these horses get little to no green grass. Diets that don't include significant levels of green grass or recommended amounts of fortified concentrates just don't supply enough vitamins and minerals. Many horse folks don't realize that hay alone, even high quality green hay, is not an adequate source of many vitamins. For example, when grass is cut and dried for hay, the vitamins quickly lose their potency. 70% of the vitamin E found in grass is lost in the first week after it is cut for hay. One way to ensure that your special needs horse is getting all the vitamins and minerals he needs is to add a vitamin and mineral supplement to his diet. A well-balanced supplement will provide the nutrients your horse requires without adding unwanted calories, starches, and sugars. Microphase, made by Kentucky Performance Products, is a vitamin and trace mineral supplement that bridges the gap in your feeding program. With Microphase, your horse receives adequate and balanced vitamin and mineral nutrition without unwanted calories or other ingredients. The minerals in Microphase have been chelated, a process that protects minerals during digestion and increases their absorption in the intestine. Microphase provides vitamins, such as vitamin E, in a natural form so your horse receives optimal results from this supplement. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. And we thank Kentucky Performance Products for their continued support here of Horses in the Morning since we started 10 years ago. And now let's head off to uh, a place that you know very well, right? Yes, I do. We're going to go up to Guthrie, Oklahoma, and talk to Nelda Kettles, who is the uh, one one half of Horse and Hound Rescue Foundation. All right, we're going to give her a call. And there's a reason we have her on, and it involves something we did the other night. I didn't do it. Eileen and I did it. (laughs) (laughs) We were surprised at the results. Hello, Nelda? Hello. 
How are you? It's Jamie and Glenn, and we are we're like live on the air. How are things at Horse and Hound? Did you guys get some storms this morning? We got lots of wind and lots of rain, but everybody's okay, so it seems to be over. So that's a good thing. Oh my gosh! I woke up at. Uh, I'll tell you something. I adopted a horse from uh, a horse, lots of horses, a dog from Nelda. That's where Bella, my little basset hound, came from. And Glenn, I got to tell you, this dog is, um, she's kind of my emotional support animal, even though I, I don't know, she just knows when things are wrong. So I was just really stressed out looking at the horses with the, the, um, the lightning and they're out in the pasture and I didn't know what to do. And she jumped in the bed and like laid on top of me. (laughs) Oh, maybe she was trying to hold you down. So she was afraid of lightning, but yeah, you you stay in the house. (laughs) But she, she just knows that our dogs just know. And I saw that you guys just got some some new. Tell everybody about the dogs at at Horse and Hound. Uh, we get most of our dogs either from families that have had a death, and the other family members can't handle or don't want to handle the dog. All of our dogs are seniors or special needs, and uh, so. As you like to say, when you pull in, you see a lot of limping, old, slowly moving dogs, but they're always very happy to meet everybody. And we have one particularly overweight dog that loves to sit on people's feet. That's his welcome. <laughs> but it's uh, we have we have lots of beautiful old dogs here. Lucas calls that one Piggy. Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> and now there's a Piggy 2 and a Piggy 3. <laughs> well, you do great work out there. And, and what we want, why we wanted to get you on is you may have noticed since Wednesday night uh, an increase in donations at your website. Uh, and that was because... A welcome increase. <laughs> yes. Well, um, that was because Helene and I, who's my first co-host 12 years ago, on the first show on the Horse Radio Network, we did something we called the Equine Artist Showcase, and it was a fundraiser for you guys. And what awesome. we had uh, ten, like ten different artists on in an hour. And one of the things that happened is, I, I'm sure you're familiar with Fergus the horse. It's the cartoon horse. He's very popular. And Jean Abernathy, yes. the the artist, joined us for the entire show. And she did a drawing during the show of Helena and I with Fergus. And we auctioned them off at the end. And what happened was. The bids got up to $175, and four people wanted it, so we said they all could have it. And then other people just started <laughs> donating, and I think we've raised over $1,000 for you that night. So, Wow, wow. That is incredible and so, so very appreciated. Well, whether you like it or not, I'm going to have a print made for you and send it off so you can hang it up, too. So, <laughs> Wow. That, that is all good news. That is fantastic. <laughs> that is that is. Absolutely. Yes, I, I saw some of the donations coming in and I thought, how great. And I knew Jamie was behind it somehow, but I didn't know. She wouldn't tell me. <laughs> I didn't do it. So. <laughs> it was her idea. You know, I actually talked to her. I said, you know, because we, we were doing the artist showcase and we weren't doing it as a fundraiser. And I said, you know, Jean's going to come on and she's going to do this drawing. And I think some of our listeners will want a copy because they're super fans and they like supporting uh-huh. charities. And she said, well, let's do it for, for Horse and Hound. So in, in effect, it was her fault that oh. we picked you. <laughs> well, it was that, right after your true. right after your fencing came down, and I'm assuming it you you got Jimmy out there putting it all back together. 
Yes. And in fact, the first thing I did, that, yes, the first thing I did this morning was to walk up and make sure it did not go back down in the wind last night. So, <laughs> so it, it was very nice to say it's still up. Thank goodness. Now, I have a question. Now that you adopted out two thoroughbreds yesterday, what is going, why are, I mean, I'm not going to complain. This is the best thing ever, but what is going on? Why are so many people, I thought that the adoption numbers would plummet with the the pandemic, but it is not. It is, it is amazing. And like you, I have wondered and wondered what's going on. Maybe people just have more time now that things have been in such a flux and they are deciding that, you know, maybe they need a horse in their lives. But yes, we have, uh, we have adopted out, it's what, mid-May, late May, and we have adopted out many more horses than we usually do in an entire year. I mean, it is, like you said, it is fantastic and we are not complaining at all, and we are we are adopting horses to California, Florida. The horse that just went to be a, a therapy horse in Florida. Uh, we've got one going out next week to Michigan. So it's not just Oklahoma. You know, usually it's Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas, Arkansas, the adjoining states. But we are. It's a lovely thing, but we are very busy checking applications and checking references and making sure these people know what they're getting into when they want to adopt a horse and uh, knock on wood. We don't want it to slow down. (laughs) I read an article from a psychiatrist, actually, about this topic because it's happening across the country. At There are some humane societies in towns that don't even have a dog right now, you know, or the cats are all gone. Amazing, yeah. And they, what the psychiatrist said, and and this is interesting because when when we had the recession in two thousand eight, uh, we did see. I mean, you were, I think you were in business then. It, it the rescues were full. I mean, they there were full, right. and nobody was adopting. Right. But this time, what he his theory was, and it's very interesting. He said because we are not allowed to have human companionship right now, we cannot connect with other humans, including family. People were resorting to something they could have companionship and touch with, and that was animals. Ah, that's that's a good theory because uh, we have a a horse called uh, Make a Liquor Run that Jimmy (laughs) trained for us, and his family uh, looked at him while he was at Jamie's, and then they came out here and looked at him, and we knew they wanted him, but I think that the the final straw was the horse kind of dropped his head and put his head on the gentleman's shoulder. And that was it. Yeah. Oh. That we knew he had to convince dad. The horse yeah. knew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, funny. Nelda, they're going to bring him back to me to train some yes. more, which is fantastic. Right. And, and she did repeatedly say, it's my husband's horse. This is his horse. <laughs> <laughs> now I know why. <laughs> yes, yes. How but do you... That, that might be a very valid point, you know. I think I think it is. Um, I think it, it makes a lot of sense. And being that we've never been through a pandemic before in modern times, we didn't know how right. people would react, right? So 
Um, right. Now that may change, you know, as the end of summer comes on and, and you know, if people still are without work, then things might change and we hope it doesn't. But uh, one of the questions I have for you is how do you afford, you know, Jamie tells us about the horses that she trains and apparently we had good track record with her training horses and you, you uh, getting them adopted out. So that's terrific. But what, yes. how do you afford to pay the bills and keep the vet bills and the farrier bills and every other thing? And, you know, she tells us about some of these horses and they can't be cheap to pay their bills so how do you do it and the dogs yes well uh, as you know no horse is cheap to keep you know they eat a lot and they take vet bills and everything else and one of the reasons is we are of course an all-volunteer organization i have fantastic volunteers that uh that help constantly that come out and do a fantastic job i absolutely could not do them could not do it without the volunteers. Um, we do get uh, some help from Thoroughbred Racing Association of Oklahoma and the Oklahoma Horse Racing Association. They uh, will help fund uh, a certain amount of horses if they have run in the state of Oklahoma in the last year. Mm. Um, other than that, we beg a lot. <laughs> <laughs> fundraisers and donations and, and people, as you stated earlier, uh, there are a lot of good people out there that, that want to help. And we do, uh, we do some fundraisers. Of course, as you were saying right now, most of our fundraisers are done uh, at racetracks at the uh, universities. And that's kind of at a dead stop now. Yeah. So right now it's more, you know, individual donations and grants, you know, everybody, everybody and their uncle is putting in for grants, and uh, that you know, there are a lot of lot of rescue organizations out there uh, that need to be funded, and uh, that's basically part of it, you know, grants and donations, and and like I said, uh, the racing organization helps us uh, as much as they can because, like I said, that's. Uh, that's where we get our horses. Our horses uh, come directly off the racetracks well, of Oklahoma, Texas. We're glad we could help. It's horseandhoundrescue.com. If anybody out there also wants to contribute, I know a lot of our listeners put in, you know, uh, you know, she, Nelda doesn't care what amount you put in there. So, and Just it went, so you know, no, I'm, I'm no. going to spend a lot of your money today, Nelda. So, <laughs> <laughs> so all that yeah, money oh, we that raised, answer. it's out the door. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, no, and, we've got we, a couple. The couple, and this is what's so great about working with Nelda, if, if I can say. Um, so, two of these horses came in. One of them still had her racing plates on, and so we pulled my farrier and I pulled the racing plates. But this mare hasn't ever, you know, for a long time hasn't been barefoot, and she just doesn't seem to be able to handle it. I mean, it's only been like five days, but we don't have a whole lot of time to spend with her here in training. So um, I just called Nelda and I'm like, I'm putting shoes on them. She's like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> so farrier's coming yes. back out today. It's better than the poor horse going, ouch, 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 right? 
Gosh, of course. Yeah. So, so th- that's what we're going to do today and you can't train pain. So I, I, I appreciate you always uh, trusting me and my judgment and I appreciate it. And we love you and we love it. And I'll see you next week. Thanks, Nelda. We appreciate thank it. Thank you so very, very much. And thank you to all you the listeners. Know how much we appreciate it. Yeah. And let, let, let me just thank all the listeners who participated the other night and who yeah. did donate. And I mean, they were paying $175 for these prints. So, you know, good on them and and we really thought that I really thought the reason I didn't tell you about ahead of time is I thought I'd maybe get $50 for a print of Helene and I and Fergus and then when that when it started rolling uh, we were really shocked and I'm pleasantly happy with the way everybody participated we've had almost 3,000 people watch the uh, watch the equine artist showcase from the other night and we just appreciate everybody thank you to our terrific listeners they're just absolutely wonderful thanks Nelda Thank you so much. Thanks, Nelda. We do have a good group of listeners, that's for sure. Oh my gosh, you guys! At this point, I mean, the thing is, you had, so many you had Jamie in tears the other night when she. I found did. Out. I I might have cried. Glenn messaged <laughs> me. I was like, oh my god, and and just to see how much everybody and I've gotten messages from people that have donated, and I appreciate all of those. And again, it's it's. There's so many rescues that need help. This one, I know. You know, I there's so sometimes you got to go to rescues and and see what they're doing well, and see if they're we, taking care of everything. We've and said before we get a lot of emails from rescues wanting help, and we're very particular about which ones because we don't know. There's a fine line between a hoarder and a rescue, and we just yes. have to be very careful who we who we promote here on the show. And that's the reason that, you know, certain adoption agencies like over on retired racehorse radio, new vocations, we know they're a classy organization and there's others that we've talked about, but it's only after we've researched them. So, yeah. yeah. So that's why we're very careful. And if it, you know, I know we, I know we probably upset a lot of rescues or write to us and we just, can't because we and it doesn't mean they're not good it means we don't know that they're if good. you guys know of a good rescue yeah. that you have worked with and I, I know we've said this before but send it to me again if you have already because i i would love to highlight the really good rescues at least maybe a rescue a month uh and and highlight those and uh, send me the emails and i'll i'll make sure jennifer gets them and 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 but i want to make sure that it's a place you've been, you've worked with, you know, you're familiar with and not something that, you know, is, is in the neighborhood or whatever. All right. We're going to hear uh, from ovation and then we're coming back with some really bad ads and a truly unique day of all listener ads. And I don't listen to them ahead of time, but I do play just the first couple seconds to make sure they work. And I can tell you, we have some accents coming up. Yay. Some real accents, not fake. Jamie oh, accents. like the real, real accents. <laughs> <laughs> Horse people know that they can count on Ovation's value, quality, and style when it comes to hard-wearing schooling attire, affordable show gear for horse and rider, or top-of-the-line equipment for riders at every level. From breeches to bridle work, saddles to stock ties, helmets to half chaps, Ovation is the premier brand of riding apparel and equipment for you and your horse in the United States, outfitting riders at every level from head to toe. Ask for Ovation brand riding helmets, breeches, and footwear at your local tax store. Or go online to OvationRiding.com and see the fantastic variety of quality, fashion-forward, affordable products from Ovation. OvationRiding.com Pay 
att- I say pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right. It is that time of the week when we share some ads that were submitted by listeners, and usually we read them, but if the listeners read them themselves, send us the sound file, then we give them double the credits, double the entries for the prizes that we do every month. And next week on Friday, we'll be giving away these prizes. We have $500 in prizes thanks to horselovers.com. They're the one that put these together. They're the ones that ship them out. Uh, We've been working with horse lovers for six, seven, eight years. I don't know, a long time. And they're so gracious and they're so kind to do this. So definitely go visit Horse Lovers and support them if you can. And this month, they have come up with some tremendous prizes. The first one is one that Scooter wears every day. It's the Rambo Flybuster Vamoose. And it is one of the best fly sheets out there today. It's by Horsewear, of course. And it is permethrin treated for superior fly protection. It's made from soft but strong mesh. It's ultra breathable. Scooter has not torn a hole in it yet after two years, which is unbelievable because he tears a hole in everything. It has the really wide uh, belly strap so that it covers the complete belly so the flies can't get under there either. Uh, it, it has the detachable neck so he can go all the way up to his little ears and he looks like he's wearing a suit of armor and he should have a lance and, and he should be riding a horse actually is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks like a little knight in, in shining armor and we absolutely love it. It's when he keeps on and doesn't destroy. It's $125 value from horselovers.com, the Rambo Flybuster. And the second one is? Oh, I am not. That is your cue. That's I cue. know. I threw I was... it to you. It was so graceful and smooth, and then you screwed it up. Do you want me to do it? The second one is a <laughs> C4 gift. C4 belts. I, I, I'm here. I'm just letting you finish because uh, apparently it felt good to you. C4 belts will give away a printed belt with Matt Buckle, solid belt with Matt Buckle, engraved buckle, and two pairs of socks. And ever since we've talked about the C4, I just want to let you know, Glenn, that's all I get in my advertisements now. It's C4 belts? Yes. <laughs> Your phone is not listening at all. (laughs) I know. It's so creepy. And then the last one uh, is just awesome uh, as well. It is the the black back on track mesh sheet uh, in the color. They have lots of colors that they come in, but this one is going to be the black one. And it's that... It's the ceramic infused lining. It's just, I mean, you know what it is. It's, yeah, it's the a best. therapeutic sheet. And uh, this is the one that covers the whole body. That's how I got Zeus warmed up this morning. He's wearing back on track. Oh, is he? Right now. <laughs> yeah. So it's designed to reflect the horse's own body warmth and creates a soothing, far infrared thermal warmth, and which obviously helps the muscles and the joints and all of that. You can, you can put this on before or after workouts. It's a $250 retail price. 
price on this, the back on track mesh sheet. And one of the things that I'm seeing here on the horse lovers and I wanted to mention is they also have a price match. So if you see one of their products, you actually can sign in to request a price match. You show them proof that it's cheaper somewhere else and they'll match that price. So back on track, obviously a terrific brand, high quality brand. And we're going to be giving one of those. Which I paid two fifty for mine and they have it on sale for one ninety nine anyway. Sick. Oh they do from I didn't realize this. They didn't used to do this. They have pony sizes now. They go from size sixty to ninety. <laughs> God, that's a big horse. That's awesome. uh, so anyway, that's those are the prizes over five hundred dollars worth. Thanks to horselovers.com. Are you ready? We get to enjoy today. We don't have to do any work. Yay. See, that's why I didn't have my screen up in front of me, was because I'm like, I don't have anything else to do today. <laughs> well, yeah, you do. You have to listen and hear Chantel. Good morning. Glenn and Jamie and Jen, this is Auditor Chantel Williams from North Dakota, and I am here with an ad that's not really bad, but it's very funny. So here is an ad about Bob the Goose. This is Bob. Bob is kind of a douche, I will just be honest with you. Bob thinks he is king around here, and that just can't be... Bob actually has committed a couple of murders and killed my Drake's Jamal and Little Richard so that he could steal their duck hens and make them his babes. The dude is crazy. Bob has recently decided that he needs to try and keep us in check as well by displaying some aggressive behavior. He will also latch onto my chickens too, and that's a problem because those are my babies. I'm not scared of Bob's bullcrap. I'm just afraid he will go after my kids. So, with all of that, I'm asking you to take Bob home and make him your own. That seems like a silly thing to ask, considering I just crap-talked him, but hey, maybe Bob just needs a different home with people who will appreciate his douchey behavior. (laughs) One preferably without kids, because he may try to kick their ass. Or maybe you want a goose to keep your kids in line. Well, let me tell you, Bob is a goose for you. $20 rehoming fee for Bob, because even though he's a douche, I still have to put a lot into this guy and hate to send him somewhere for nothing. I think if you're willing to give me $20 for this goose, you either are going to make him into a goose dinner or you really want to give him a chance. I hope someone will give him a chance, because I think deep down under all that angry fluff, there's a nice goose way deep down there so please give bob a chance <laughs> Did bob you, is you own this di- goose <laughs> bob is directly related to harry potter yeah <laughs> and i will tell you that deep down there is not a nice goose <laughs> geese i told you geese can be nasty i you didn't warn me until after i already had them <laughs> well, you no, didn't ask I, I, you didn't ask permission like you should have they're, so they're so friendly and they follow you everywhere and they love you they're the best babies ever you go in there and they just jump on you like snuggle and then they something happens and they turn into Bob. <laughs> they Harry get to be Potter, teenagers is what happens. Permanent teenagers. She's <laughs> in the garage walking to my car and he just like decides that I need to be his next murder victim. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened. All uh, right. Uh, by the way, chickens will murder each other too. So it's not just geese. So. Chickens are angels, Glenn. <laughs> Sarah sent the next one in. Hey guys, it's Sarah from New York. This one's really funny. Okay. Looking to trade miniature horse stud for an old dead head, in quotation marks, and all caps, kid friendly, and the quotation marks, horse pony, whatever, and open for <laughs> other things as well. Ghost chickens, <laughs> man stuff, etc. <laughs> Took this little guy in as a rescue, quotation marks, and all caps, not rideable, and quotation marks. He will load, pet, and kind of brush, but that's about it. I have a three-year-old, and he's just a little too dangerous. He is now in really great health. And that's it. <laughs> I love her giggle. 
Um, he kind of brushes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, it, that's it. That's all you get to do. <laughs> Sarah, I love your laugh. That was great. You can just send a file in with you laughing, and I'll put three entries in. So uh, so far, we've been in North Dakota and New, New York. York. So yeah. let, where are we going next? I don't know. Becca. I have a really bad ad. I'm from Wisconsin. My name is Wis- Becca. There you go. Yes. Here's the ad from Facebook. We are horse breakers and trainers in capital okay. letters. Are you looking for some t- some to break, educate, and I'd patient and kind? We do any breed from Shetland to heavies, any age. We believe any horse deserves a second chance, all in capital letters. One, do you need us to rest ride your horse before you buy? Two, do you need horse to put miles on, need us to look after your horse while you are away or not enough time to ride him? <laughs> Three, are you looking for someone that uses natural horseman? And then the word ship. Natural instincts and communication with the understanding of pressure. Pressure spelled P-R-E-S-S-U-E-R. And release of pressure. But I can use a firm hand when needed. Mm-hmm. We offer A-S-H-W-I-N-U-A, whatever that is. One, breaking and training of horses any age and any breed from Shetlands to heavies. Two, Working with problem horses or the dangerous horses. Working with abuse horses and horses with trust issues. Three, re-educating green broker in horses. Re-educating <laughs> is spelled R-E-E-D-U-C-K-A-T-I-N-G. Oh Four, God. we also bring horses back into, the, into work after a long break. One, groundwork. Two, desensitizing Desensitizing is spelled D-E-S-E-N-I-T-I-S-I-N-G-S. Hmm. Three, handling yearlings and weaklings. Weaklings. Groundwork, <laughs> desensitizing, etc. Five, halter breaking. Six, and we lot we a lot more. So if you, you is a capital U, and then another capital U <laughs> want honesty and someone is patient and kind... You can see and then contact us on the horse transports are still moving horses. (laughs) This is the most ridiculous bad. So I thought you'd enjoy that. Take care. That's hard to do, isn't it, Becca? (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, it's never good when you spell education wrong. I mean, come on. don't most phones or computers have spell check? Really? I was just talking to somebody yesterday. Oh, to my vet who got a, um, he got a, uh, resume and there was a misspellings in the resume. And he's like, there's a red squiggly line underneath it <laughs> before you hit print <laughs> like these, like there's this red squiggly line under it. If you can't even bother to see the red squiggly line underneath i mean geez. but that one maybe they didn't know because if the whole thing was red squiggly lines they, <laughs> they were like oh that's that just way. normal yeah. <laughs> plus uh did i heard you cringing i can use a firm hand and we'll break your horse <laughs> oh god and uh, I, I i'm uh and and you can't even spell natural horsemanship there's nothing natural about the way we do anything with horses people <laughs> Hey, Ju- uh, Juliana. That was great. From Alabama. 
All right. Hey, y'all. It's Juliana from Alabama coming at you with another really bad ad from Craigslist right here in Alabama. This one's from Bluntsville. This young feller is looking for a free horse. It don't have to be broke. Just looking for something I can trail ride. Have plenty of pasture and will sign a contract. 14.1 hands or bigger. Don't care about papers or color. Will consider, C-O-N-C-I-B-E-R, studs. If ad is still up, I'm still looking. Hope y'all are having a great day. I'll see y'all later. Bye, Juliana from Alabama. Okay, let me just say, like, I don't need to be broke. I'm just looking to trail ride it. Yeah. What is your definition God. You know what that screams ah. to me, having been in this industry for 30 years and read a lot of ads? That's a dealer right there. That is a dealer. Yep. I'll take a stud. It's take anything. I'm just trail riding it till I sell it in two days. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll sign a contract. Yeah. Saying what? <laughs> that I'll sell it in a month? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kara sent this one in. Hi, this is Kara, and I have a really bad ad from Facebook. Uh, this is a horse trailer ad, and it has no punctuation whatsoever. Two horse straight load 1990 trailer trailer with regular hitch has manger with doors to access hay nets has hay bale b a i l storage area has tack room just put on new tire and original gate rusted off we had to put on new gates since original gate wouldn't go back on title in hand no liens on title ready to go start hauling today and the back gates that they're talking about um the the tops of the doors are solid but the bottoms of the doors are just a frame with page wire fencing in it um <laughs> So, yeah, clearly a foot's going to go right through that. Karen, did you speed that up or did you How just did talk you, that fast? Did you do that? <laughs> I didn't do did that. I didn't do, do anything. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell the ad said. Kara, you <laughs> need to do. I <laughs> like, trying to figure out what was happening. Is she talking that fast? Like, I mean, if, if she's talking that fast, I need her to uh, be a regular Really bad ads contributor. Yeah, because our she can do our disclaimers. You know how they, you do those medical disclaimers at the end of commercials. Oh, yeah. She can maybe do that's that what person. she does for a living. I, I heard some beeps, so I wonder if she yeah. sped that up. I don't know. I don't that's know. some like that's some geeky stuff. You should love that. <laughs> Kim sent. I can't even do that with my fancy new mixer. Um, <laughs> Kim sent this one in. Hi, this is Kim in California, and this is a Facebook ad from the group Used Horse Tack for Sale. Casually ISO. Stall water buckets, stall mats, stall guards, six wood, like them to match or easily find online to purchase more. Jumps, schooling bridles, French link bit, but am open to anything similar. Looking for multiple sizes, what have you got? Cotton hay nets, water troughs, barn related hardware, i.e. hay net rings, bridle rack, hooks, saddle pads, English all purpose dressage, nice quality western, also looking for a western kids size pad, three ply halters with rope, latch clip, lead rope skates, front and hind boots, depends on what you have. I'm not sure what he's really doing here, but it doesn't sound very casual to me. <laughs> Opening a used tax store. <laughs> That's what I got out of that. <laughs> it's California, though, so it's probably nice stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when we lived in northern Massachusetts, Jennifer loves to go to thrift shops, as you oh, you all do. You all go to Goodwill. Well, we lived in Be- uh, Beverly, Massachusetts, which is the home to billionaires. 
And so the thrift shop was this a very expensive clothing, clothing, probably thousands of dollars for the dress that they'd wear once because they can't wear it twice. You can't be seen in the same dress twice. So she'd Hobby. go in and for $40 get these $1,000 dresses. Uh, they, they loved shopping Who did there. that? Uh, Jennifer. Jennifer wore dresses? Yeah, but, well, she had to go to those affairs, you know. The, she didn't care if oh, she was like in the hunting. dress that one of the rich ladies wore the previous year. Oh, my God, I, like, totally used to have that exact same dress. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh, my God. What did I do with mine? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, can I just point out so far? Yeah. North Dakota, New York, Wisconsin, California, Alabama, and I can't. I didn't get where Kara was from. I didn't I either, that's... but I know Kim was California. Uh, yeah. So I know. I didn't get the one before. The, the sped up one? Yeah. That was I Kara. Yeah. I didn't get where she was from. Andrew sent this one in. I don't know where he's from either. Hi, guys. This is Andrew Vernatter calling from West Virginia with a really there bad ad. This ad is from a Facebook page, West Virginia Horse and Tack. It starts out, to be clear, this horse is not for sale. Looking for a temporary home? Question mark. For this promising yearling colt, I am looking for a deal and you could be the winner. <laughs> to my equestrian friends, I am in a quandary. I wonder if anyone can help. I have a yearling colt, which I do not particularly want to sell right now, or guilt. He has bloodlines I like. I want to see how the colt does when he starts training before I make that decision. Problem is, I don't have a place right now to keep a young stallion. Then I have a couple it. mares due to fall any time, and I don't want him breeding them. I am looking for pasture board at least until midsummer. I cannot afford to pay much. For it, but I would be willing to consider giving 50% ownership in exchange for board. Dot, dot, dot. He should be a good all around prospect. He has some good race breeding, but also a lot of cow horse breeding. He is quiet and very easy to handle. Message me if you would like more info. Now we get to the pictures. <laughs> the pictures of this guy are a very, very downhill, ugly buckskin that is skinny. And uh, looks like he probably is about six months old. Definitely does not need to be a breeding prospect. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. They never do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, basically, um, I would like to keep him a stud, but I can't actually afford to feed him. So, uh, at least they were offering 50% of his ownership. You can own half of that beautiful. I take the front half. <laughs> we, the, the, part that the uphill have a half or the higher. downhill half which, do you want? <laughs> which one do you want I'll take the bottom half oh god <laughs> Heather sent the very well read Andrew by the way uh, Heather sent this one in hi this is Heather calling in with a couple really bad ads I stumbled across some bad ads on Craigslist um, for the Kennewick Washington area one of them is this horse who it just says horse $5,500 and I was curious about this because that's a little bit more expensive horse in this area, but it doesn't list any skills or age or anything. It just says big, powerful horse and has five pictures. Um, there's a saddle on the horse, so maybe it can be ridden. Um, and it's kind of this done buckskin looking color, but that's about all we know. Big, powerful horse. Then there's an Andalusian mare for $2,500. She says six years old, black half Andalusian and quarter horse mare, no bad habits, holster broke, and loads to trailer. 
Not sure about what holster broke means, but if you're looking for a big, powerful horse or something that's holster broke, I guess you can come to Washington. Thanks. I, I oh, was, my gosh. I was trying to think of how you stick the horse in the holster. I couldn't fit. I didn't get that. It's holster broke. You can wear one around it. <laughs> I don't know. what that, <laughs> That's great. So I, I'm going to go. I'm assuming she was in Washington. Yeah, I can't so keep in track. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Alex is next. And we got two more. Hi, guys. This is Alex from Pennsylvania. I have a really bad ad from Craigslist in Alabama, the Florence Muscle Shoals page. I would love to do this in a southern accent, but there's just no way with all of the greatness in this ad. But I would love to hear (laughs) Jamie give it a shot. I'm just going to read it as is. Huge genital horse, 750. You will smile when you rid on this sweat glutting. Every body always comments on his genitalness and they'll love him. He is a gledding, so no worries about pregnancy. Well, we got that going for us. <laughs> he really licks when kids are on him, are being O-U-R. We use him for trials. He is 15.5 hands, so that's not a thing, and five years old. He is a yellowish color. I don't even know what that means. Right home, right being W-R-I-T-E, is empowertent. Come try our boy, R being A-R-E. We can board him, board being B-O-R-E-D, him here, H-E-A-R, too, if you lick. Thanks, you. <laughs> if I was yeah. to write... Oh, I don't God. even know. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs> if I was to write what I thought could possibly be the worst ad, it would be that. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty bad. <laughs> Where was she from? Pennsylvania? But she said it was Alabama, right? Yeah. 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 Pennsylvania, Alabama ad. So we got North Dakota, New York, Wisconsin, whoever cares, from California, Alabama, West Virginia, Washington, and Pennsylvania. And Dang, that's Now awesome. we're going to end in London. Oh, yes. Hi, this is uh, Nicola calling from London. Um, I just came across a really good, bad ad that I'm quite excited to share with you. Um, this is from the Facebook group Eventing UK. Um, so clearly, Francis has put up a picture of a horse she would like to rehome um, and said PM for more details. Um, so this person has PM'd for more details. Here they are. Hi, can I have more info on the mare you're rehoming? She is 16 too. She is 17 year old, white in colour, good in running, jumping, playing with kids and other animals. Can I see pics of her and a price, please? The pictures that follow are of a beautiful, beautiful, the whitest, whitest, grey, most beautiful horse you've ever seen. Um, If you Google white stallion, you will find this horse. (laughs) Can I see pics of her jumping, being ride, etc.? I am not having pics of her jumping. Well, can I have you ride, please? Road. What breed is she? She was my let husband horse. I don't have much pics of her. I want to sail because he is let and I can ride a horse. I don't know much about horses. And if you like, you can pay for her to be shipped to you for you to test run and jump before you can make payment. What breed? I'm not paying money for a horse you don't have as these internet. The pictures are of the internet. You should have actual pics of her, not crop pictures of the internet. 
I don't like scammers. Stop trying to sell a horse you don't have. And then in response to what breed, Francis replies, is he a gelding? You said mare, and that's the sex, not the breed. Okay, if you think so. Um, please do let me know what a let husband is. So, yeah, if you want to get this horse, just, just Google white, white stallion, and there he, she is. <laughs> Again, with the sound, too, she was doing the, the, the echoey thing in the other gr- person's voice. <laughs> Okay, y'all are awesome. We got to step up our game. <laughs> we got to. I got to add sound. I got to figure out how to use this new damn mixer because got to have some sound effects. We need echoes I, and you know all kinds of stuff. Jeez, you guys. That was really. I'm glad to know that there's dirt bags in England yeah, as well. Apparently, apparently, yeah, they exist there too. We can feel I, uh, better about ourselves here in America. Course, it's a white stallion it and illusion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a boy girl. <laughs> Hishi. It's a hishi. Well, you guys did great. That was. Let's give them a round of applause. Well done. Well done. And we didn't have to do anything, and that's absolutely wonderful in our opinion. It is amazing how difficult it is to listen to some of these ads, though. Like you're like, what? Well, you're cr- it's cringy. You cringe like. Again, uh, you have to separate from your mind. I bet y'all read bad ads and you think I wrote them because you hear me read them all the time or Glenn read them all the time. We don't write them. <laughs> we just read them. We don't make this and now stuff I'm up. Like, I'm like, man, Chantel really needs to work on her, like, pen. you know, Juliana's a mess. Ma- Kara is a disaster. Kim is a- Yeah, <laughs> all these people. Like, remember, the people reading the ads did not write them. Did the people submitting the them did not write them. Although I'm sure we've all written It is own. different to listen to them. We've been doing it for so long that it's different to sit back and listen. I dig it. Everybody wants some prizes. <laughs> Double the entries if you send it in. Yeah, one more week. We're going to give away $500 worth next Friday. So definitely join us then. Thanks to HorseLovers.com, to Kentucky Performance Products Innovation for sponsoring today's show. Otters. And Glenn, thank you for doing that fundraiser for Horse and Hound. And thanks to all we the listeners who donated. Dr- when else? Nope. We've been home for months. I haven't had the chance to get dressed up. When we talked about doing it, I said, Helena, it's an art show like at a gallery. We should get dressed up. And she's like, I'm all for it. I, I haven't got wore nice clothes i have to take a shower so she had an updo <laughs> she, did. she did we got up it was fun to get dressed up even if we just stayed home uh you know what else was fun by the way you can find that go to horses in the morning facebook page and scroll down you'll see the video from the other night and you can watch it there it was great it was to see the artists in their studios and you got to see their studios and they're just like you would picture <laughs> an artist studio to be painting half done paintings everywhere and you know stuff art sculptures everywhere it was cool it was a lot of fun so we're going to do that again sometime i think they all enjoyed it that's it for today auditors hold on i just something to talk to you about quick after the show if you want to become an auditor go to horsesinthemorning.com scroll down the right hand side of the page and for as little as three dollars a month you can join the party too that's it have a good weekend everybody be safe Spay, neuter, geld. Especially if it's one year old and it's downhill and you can't afford it. Yeah, exactly. That's some kind Stop of yellowish bleeding. color. That's some kind of yellowish color. All right, we are out. I just want auditors, I'm going to put up tomorrow morning a request for questions for the Thursday night airing of the WTF Advice Show with Helena, I, and a professional advice giver and therapist, Nikki. Uh, and we're going to do our first ever, but we'd love you to have your questions. These are not about horse training. Those go to Jamie. 
These are about your life, your boyfriend, your husband. Those your, can also come to me. Just <laughs> <so> you <know. laughs> your children. This is not safe for work. It's the WTF advice show, so it will not be safe for work. We're going to bill it that way. It'll be in big letters. There will be swearing involved and some not-so-good advice. So, except for Nikki's part, which probably be good advice, but Helene and I, we can't guarantee good advice. But we want to barn drama, all that kind of stuff, We and it will only go out to the auditors, so you know it's not going to be out there in the general public. We will withhold your name if you would like, uh, but I will post a request for that tomorrow morning in the auditor room. So look for that. And we need at least 10 questions to make this happen. So if, it, if we don't get questions, then we, we just won't do it. But Okay. Rachel just posted in the auditor's Facebook page, OMG, I just listened to the WTF Should I Do episode with Helena, and I laughed so hard I about fell off my horse. What is that? What is she talking about? Well, we did a video the other night. That's the video I was talking about where we got together and we talked about, uh, we just hung out for an hour and talked. Right, right. Oh, so this wasn't the first episode. No, this, this, we, at this the end of that episode, we, Helena started swearing and then I started swearing. It all went downhill. And that's where we came up with the idea of doing this gotcha. thing. Yeah, yeah, and then okay. Nikki piped I thought, in. I was like, did you do it already? No, yeah. but we, did, we didn't even, this was... This was born out of that that uh, get together we had in the auditor room the other night. We, this is not something yeah. we thought of on our own. The auditors actually kind of threw it at us, and we got out of hand, and that's what happened. See, that's what that's how podcasts are born. It's in situations when you're drinking and it's out of hand. That's what, love it. That's what, so, uh, and apparently, we know that a certain segment, not all, a certain segment of our auditor population like to hear us swear for some reason. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know why. I think it's a certain segment, but we, we, we will put disclaimers. And we will put it out. We'll do it Facebook Live, but we'll also put it out on the auditor feed. So you'll hear it there as well. That's it. Thanks uh, a bunch uh, for joining us this week. Thanks for joining us the other night and for really supporting all the extra content that we're doing, too. And for the fundraiser, you know, I know Jane, we, we all were floored by the amount of money. And I know uh, uh, it means a lot to Jamie, too, because she works hard for this organization. Uh, yeah. And, and awesome. she's super nice, Nelda. She is. She puts up with you. She comes <laughs> on our show. It's weird. She deals with me all the time. <laughs> I, I was nice it. to her today. You, you're always nice I gave, to her. I, I, Tim didn't quite know how to take us. <laughs> Do what? Tim didn't know oh, quite Tim. how to take me. At oh, I think he did fine. He already knew who Oreo was. Yeah, I think he <laughs> listens actually because when we talked to him at Wisa, uh, he 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 knew exactly who we were and he knew who you were. So I think he listens to the show. Um, oh. well, I, there was a big announcement here that uh, I didn't get a chance. Uh, it just happened during the show, and that you know we've gone to Ada all those years. You've come to many Adas. Uh, yeah. With us, and that's the trade show in Philadelphia. Hold on. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. So that's the trade show in Philadelphia, and then there's Wisa. That's the Western version. Ada's always been the English version, and Ada was looking at doing one in August, and then they weren't sure, and they weren't even sure they were going to continue as an organization. And we do a show for Wisa called Wisdom by Wisa, and we do a show for them. Well, they just announced 10 minutes ago that Ada and Wisa have, after all these years, finally combined. And they're going to do a combined show in Dallas, which we could get you down to, in Dallas in January. Yeah. So, 
So, I do Dallas. Yeah, so I mean, that's not... Jamie does Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard myself say that. Oh, that was pretty good, actually. God. <laughs> that goes back to, what, the 70s? I don't know. I've just... I don't know. Probably. I may or may not have seen it when I was like 18 years old. You, so, uh, like, you're probably like most boys saw it when they were like 11 you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was I was probably a teenager when that came out. Why are we talking about porn? I, I mean, you brought <laughs> us there. But anyway, so you'll be able to come. It'll be combined. Lisa and uh, Ada together. So for us, that's great. We get to see all our potential sponsors in one spot. Oh, my God. Burley has just been canceled. Yeah, they can't. It's five of the seven five stars have now been canceled this year. They couldn't wow. do it. It was going to be in June and none of their horses have been out. Uh, yeah. They're still under serious lockdown, as we talked to, you know, uh, John Kyle the other day. Uh, did you, going back to porn, uh, and Debbie does Dallas, <laughs> did, it, where I lived, now we lived in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, one of the most conservative Amish places in the country. And right out across the border of Lancaster County and Lebanon County, there was a drive-in movie theater that was all adult movies. Wow. And there were houses on either side. That set up on little hills. They got this, which looked at the screen. So, can you imagine living in one of those houses with teenagers <laughs> or kids? I, I don't even know how the whole thing was legal, but it was always the joke that the uh, adult drive-in movie theater. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about eggs. We, now I'm talking about porn. We're even. We talked about, <laughs> <talked> about worms. <laughs> Those are the things that like, Chad would be like, Is your show, I thought your show was over already. What are you guys talking about? Porn? <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up. wasn't me this time. Uh, I didn't talk about that story I read right before the show started. <laughs> oh, God. Go ahead and say it now. You've so, already opened up all right, that This can. is adults only. Turn it off if your kids are listening. So... Uh, uh, five, four, three, two, Mommy, one. what's porn? So two they, minutes. You should have already be- turned it off. Literally one them- minute before the show starts, I threw this one. At, I came across my Facebook feed. Uh, Ikea has asked. They had to put out. They had to put out on their social media to ask people to stop masturbating in their stores. <laughs> and then when I read the article, you know, it, the shocker was this. And I read this to Jamie right before we started. So she had to recover. Uh, they they asked it because there was a woman caught masturbating in one of the aisles. I don't know if she was on one of the beds or what, but they, she was caught masturbating in one of the aisles. It wasn't a man, which was the shocking part of the story. The, so. she, that girl just had the... It just <laughs> in China, by the way. Uh, yeah. yeah, so they had to... You know, you hear about this at Walmarts is usually where you hear, and it's always a guy. Are they... Are Ikea's open in China? <laughs> well, yeah, China opened back up. Now they've closed back down a lot of the country because of COVID again, but uh, they were opened back up, so... Hmm. And you can't awesome. really hide it at Ikea. There's pe- a lot of people walking by all the time. <laughs> I don't get it. Amazing. Anyway, I threw that at Jamie, like, right before I hit the go button. <laughs> It's 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 just not something I ever want to talk t- with you about <laughs> things like things like anything we've talked about today. Are you, are you, like, let's never talk see, about any of these things you, ever again. But, see, you can't call safe sport on me because you brought up the porn thing. It wasn't. Me. So, <laughs> I could call it. We're on all you. good. We're I don't even think you're now. A coach. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right, everybody, have a great weekend. We love you all. I'm, I could sing all sorts of stuff, but I won't. <laughs> yeah, what kind of chord songs myself, you got? <laughs> I want you to love me. When I, when I think about you, I touch myself. Oh. <laughs>